good morning and welcome to 142 episode of Miracle World today. This is part 53 of Word and Wisdom and we are beginning from Wisdom line 304. Let's go. The forces of this dark world will do everything possible to retrieve your crown from you by stealing the grace that guarantees the crown. Therefore, be observant since observation is the key to overcoming their evil tricks. Revelation chapter 3 verse 11. And Jesus said, I am coming soon, not later. I am coming soon. Hold fast to what you have so that no one will take your crown. A lot of people do not know, especially Christians, that the enemy is not happy to see that crown of glory on your head, that crown of beauty, that crown of salvation. So they are doing everything possible to retrieve that crown to take it from you. The reason is because the morning star, Lucifer, the devil, was in heaven in the past. He has tasted crown. He knows what it, it means to wear crown. He knows the joy of putting on crown. He knows the beauty of being crowned by the Lord. So he was one of those who used to wear crown in heaven. And because he used to wear crown in heaven, because of his disobedience, he was thrown down to the earth. And his crown was taken away from them, from him. And now those crowns belong to us. What originally belonged to him has been taken away. So he knows the beauty of the crown that is on your head. He knows the beauty of the oil of God on your head. Because of the beauty and the taste of what that crown depicts and represents, what that oil on your life represents, the enemy is doing everything possible to take it from you. That is why Jesus says, I'm coming soon, hold fast to what you have. That means there is something that you have, the world do not have. Hold fast to what you have. What is it that you have? So that no one will take your crown. What you have is a crown. There is a crown that God has given to you. And Jesus said, hold fast to that crown. Hold fast to what you have. Because what is the expecting to, to, to derail you? And to, and to cause you to sin so that you can lose your, cr- cr- your, your crown and numerous. My friend, do you know that the enemy do not want, does not want you to enjoy glory? They do not want you to make heaven. Hello, somebody. Anytime you are running, you are in the forefront. Hello, somebody. Keep running because the people that are pursuing you are many. And those who want to overtake you are many. The enemy wants to make sure that you lose your glory, lose your salvation here on earth. Therefore, they are fighting tooth and nail to retrieve this crown. Do you know, as I've told you, this crown used to be on the head of Lucifer, the morning star, when he was in heaven. But he was sacked, and that crown was taken from him and was given to you. Now, he's so angry because he knows the joy of wearing a crown. And the enemy thinks that your your head is too small to wear a crown. The enemy thinks that your head does not fit to wear a crown. 
or crown will not fit you. So they are fighting to subdue you so that you cannot wear a crown. They want to recover that crown on your head. They want to regain it. They want to repossess it. They want to salvage it because in their little thinking, the thing that it originally belongs to them. But rebellion you know, made them to lose that crown that was given to you. Now, Jesus is warning I and you to make sure we hold fast onto what we have so that no one take our crown from us. I repeat again, the forces of this dark world will do everything possible to retrieve your crown from you by stealing the grace that guarantees the, the crown. Therefore, be observant since observation is the key to overcoming their evil tricks. Don't be careless with your Christian life. Amen. Word and wisdom number 305. It is your duty to positively frame your word with your word. Failure to do so would amount to regrettable consequences in your journey to greater destiny. Use your ways wisely or suspend your thriving journey. In book of Numbers, chapter 14, verse 27 to 28, the Bible says, How long will this wicked congregation grovel against me? I've heard the complaints that the Israelites are making against me. So I tell them, As surely as I leave the place of the Lord, I will do to you exactly as I heard you say. I did mention this last Sunday. You see, the things you say are the thing that frames your world. Your word. When I say your word, your globe. The things you say are the thing that frames your world. Your word, your word will frame your world. So if you're not saying the right thing, you will receive exactly what you say. Those murmurings, those things you say, those gossip, those lies. Sometimes we lie against God. We lie against man. Sometimes we even, we even lie against our own personality. We demean ourselves. And you're saying you're nobody, you're this, you're that. And that is what you're receiving. So you've got to understand that your ways are powerful. For example, as a preacher, I could be standing in, in, on the altar. And I could say to somebody who is possessed, I say, in Jesus' name, demon come out. It's just a word. And the person will start spinning on the ground. I could be on the altar. And I say to people that are stand, standing, you know, I could say to those that are standing or those that are, are on the pew, I say, receive the power of God. You could see them being slain under the anointing. That's the power of ways. So it is important you protect the thing that comes out of your mouth. What are the things that is proceeding from your mouth? Your mouth? I mean, are they building you or are they destroying you? I repeat again, it is your duty to positively frame your word with your word. Failure to do so would amount to regrettable consequences in your journey to greater destiny. Use your ways wisely or it suspends your thriving journey. Some of you are in a thriving future right now. If you don't use your word, you will suspend it. The children of Israel, we are on a, a thriving journey. The Lord, everything was almost working for them. Rivers were being divided, you know. And when the Red Sea saw them, it just divided. You know, everything was working. They were being provided for in the wilderness. But they started grumbling against God. And God said, as I hear you say, so shall I do unto you. My friend, what are you saying about your marriage, about your children, about your future? You've got to be careful. 
Word and Wisdom number 306. God reveals a dimension of glory that is in his glory, which has not been witnessed by the previous generation. And this generation is no exception. Get ready for explosion of grace. Hello, somebody. Isaiah 40 verse 5. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed. All mankind together will see it. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. God wants to reveal a glory which he has not enjoyed. In fact, after this corona, I'm telling you, there's going to be a glory which I and you, which the church of Jesus Christ have never, have, have never enjoyed before. That's the kind of glory God is going to release. But men and women who will walk in this glory are people that are focused, are people that are expectant. Hello, somebody. I repeat again. God reveals a dimension of glory that is in his glory, which has not been witnessed by the previous generation. And this generation is no exception. Get ready for explosion of grace. Something is about to be exploded in the atmosphere. Are you aligning yourself, your spirit, your soul to receive what God is about to do? If you do not know that there is something that is taking place in the spirit now, then you are not mindful of the things of God. You are not mindful of the voice of God. I'm telling you that it's a rumble between the, the forces of darkness and the forces of light. There is a fight that is taking place in the realm of the spirit. The soul of this world, you know, is being battled for right now. The angels of God are battling, you know, to save the soul of the world. And the forces of darkness are battling to steal the soul of this world. And at the end of the day, we know who is going to win. The defense minister in heaven and Jamaica will always win this battle. And a key is about to be handed over to the body of Christ. But this key, this grace will be handed over to men and women that are expectant, that are focused, that are willing to receive from the Lord. Get ready. Get ready. A glory is about to be revealed to you. Glory to God. Amen. Watch and wisdom number 307. You may have been rebuked by the Spirit of God because of your ugly ways, yet you occupy a place in the heart of God that cannot be displaced for cause on Him. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 3. Paul said, I do not say this to condemn you. I have said before that you so occupy our hearts that we live and die together with you. Paul was rebuking the children in the church of Corinthians. Hello, somebody. Rebuking the people for their lifestyle. But even after he rebuked them, he said to them, Do you know that I'm not saying this thing to condemn you? Paul said, Look, you occupy a place in our heart. Hello, somebody. We, to the extent we live and we die with you. Meaning, wherever we go, we go with you. You are always in our heart. Now, you've got to understand, even when the Holy Ghost rebuke you, if you're a true child of God, when you err, when you make an error and the Holy Spirit rebuke you, he does not dump you. Lord, somebody. The Holy Spirit still carries you in his heart. The Lord still carries you in his heart. So, but some of you, sometimes you, you, you quit and you give in simple because you are rebuked by your pastor, by your mama, by your friends. You quit thinking that because you've been rebuked, you no longer have a place in their heart. You no longer have a place in the heart of your husband or wife or children 
or parents, not at all. You've got to understand that Paul rebuked the people, yet he said, he said, I do not say this to condemn you. He said, nevertheless, I have said before that you, you so occupy our heart that we live and die together with you. Even though after rebuking them, he said, look, you, you are still in our heart. Don't give in. God has not rejected you, even though you've been rebuked. Hello, somebody. I repeat again, you may have been rebuked by the Spirit of God because of your ugly ways. Yet you, you occupy a place in the heart of God that cannot be displaced. Focus on him. Many times when I'm, I'm rebuking my children, my heart, I don't have any bitterness. In my heart, I'm even laughing. I bet I could speak hard on them just to get them to do what is right. But it truly really in my heart, I don't have anything negative. Sometimes I talk to my wife, but I'm, in my heart, I'm laughing. I could rebuke her, but in my heart, I don't have anything negative. Maybe when I do that, maybe she forget it, maybe feel upset with me. But I'm laughing, I'm thinking, she doesn't even know that this thing didn't get to my heart. I just want to set her up. I just want to want her to stand up. Hello, <laughs> somebody. <laughs> Sometimes it's applicable, it's vital, sir. You've got to understand that God has your heart. Don't quit right now. Oh, hallelujah. Word in wisdom number 308. Those who refuse to exclude themselves from, the, from, from unnecessary crowd would be denied of the miracle that is meant for them. God wants to meet you in your private location, but would he find you there when he comes? The book of Mark chapter 7 verse 33, he says, so Jesus took him aside privately, privately away from the crowd and put his finger into the man's ears. Then he spit and touched the man's tongue. This was a man who was blind and deaf for Jesus to heal him. The Bible says he took him you know, out outside, you know, privately, take him out away from the crowd, out from the crowd, and took him to, to a private place and lay hands on them. That means there are, there, there are miracles that you may not enjoy or experience in your work of destiny unless you've learned to seek God in your private place, unless you've learned to give God time. If you're not willing to give God time, I can assure you, my friend, you may not hear certain revelation. You may not receive certain directions. Some of you are always noisy. You don't have a private time. You don't have a location where you meet with God. You don't have a moment where you think, let me go on my knees and stay quiet and hear what God would have me do. I'm telling you, God do not speak to us when we are noisy. I realize that anytime I'm traveling, I hear God more in the air. When I'm quiet there in the air, especially when everybody's sleeping, that is when God drops great revelations in my mind. You've got to understand, my friend, that God wants to have communion with you. He wants to meet you in your private location and love somebody. But are you willing to give him time? Or when God comes, would he find you in that location? He wants to have fellowship with you. God, the Holy Spirit wants to have nub with you. The Holy Spirit wants to want you to exclude yourself from the crowd. Why are you being messed up? You have mesmerized yourself. You are always, you know, you, you love noisy places. You love noisy people. You love noisy atmosphere. From time to time, give God some time to talk to you. I repeat again, those who refuse to exclude themselves 
from unnecessary crowd will be denied of the miracle that is meant for them. God wants to meet you in your private location, but would he find you there when he comes? The ball is in your court. Father, I pray for everyone right now. Blaze and keep them and make them strong. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Apostle Praying Blessing Chikese, the senior pastor of King's Mercy Global Church here in Auckland, New Zealand. Follow us on Insta- Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. God bless you. Amen. Bye.